Hi, I'm Amy Roadknight and welcome back to the Hempson's Health and Social Care Law podcast. I'm a solicitor in the regulatory and crime team here at Hempson's and today I'm talking to Elizabeth Thomas, um, a partner in our healthcare litigation team about home working. Elizabeth has been working from home for many years um, and so now we thought it would be a useful break from the legal stuff to talk about how we can make the best from working at home during this pandemic. Hi Elizabeth, how are you today? I'm fine Amy, thank you. Great. I just wondered whether you could provide us a bit of background about yourself, Elizabeth, before we get into the grits of the podcast. Yeah, sure. So I am a partner in the healthcare litigation team. I'm based out of the London office, but I spend the majority of my working year at home in Guernsey. I have worked from home remotely for Hempson's um, for the last six years. I spend my days advising NHS resolution and NHS trusts on clinical negligence claims, although I do also have some general advisory work for Royal Colleges and individual practitioners. I have a degree in Natural Sciences from Pembroke College, Cambridge, and an LLM in Medical Law and Ethics from Manchester, plus I had a short stint in Yale in the state studying bioethics. Um, my interest in medical ethics has led me to become a trustee of the UK Clinical Ethics Network, which is a charity that links together clinical ethics um, committees on trusts together and that obviously is becoming more prominent now as a result of coronavirus. Um, also in my interest in medical ethics I am a member of the Princess Elizabeth Hospital in Guernsey's clinical ethics committee and research ethics committee. Wow. Um, with, <laughs> with my experience of six years of working at, um, at home I'm also a point of contact for the office generally if there are any issues with people the whole office now working from home if there are any tips or pointers um, that I've picked up along the way. So that's for me. That's great. And you're, you really are our point of contact to go to when, uh, regarding homework and considering you've been doing it for so long. Um, so if we just um, make a start then with the, the, the three sort of key areas that we're going to focus on in this podcast, the first of which is the benefits of homeworking. Uh, the second being the difficulties that you've experienced and how you've overcome them. And then we'll finish by considering how we as a firm are maintaining our professional relationships with clients and colleagues alike. Um, but before we get on to the first topic, I think it's important for us all to understand how um, popular homeworking was before the coronavirus outbreak. Um, the UK Office for National Statistics released research in March 2019 confirming that out of a population in the UK um, in employment of 32.6 million people, just 1.7 million of those people mainly work from home. The figure is low for a number of reasons, including that there are just some jobs that simply can't be done from home. However, for the jobs that can be done from home, Stanford University released some really interesting research back in 2015, showing that employees who were allowed to work from home had a 50% less turnover rate and were 17% more productive. The study also showed that employees working from home took less breaks and less sick days. There seems to be lots of benefits from working um, from home, and it seems like the necessity to work from home as a result of the coronavirus pandemic is demonstrating the positives to both employees and employers. So why has it taken a pandemic for the majority of the UK workforce to work from home? And this podcast will also be considering whether things will change um, for good when the lockdown is eventually lifted. So Elizabeth, I think you've sort of broadly answered this question, but how long um, have you been working from home and how long are you aware that the arrangements have been working in place at Hempson's? Um, well, I started working from home six years ago when starting a family. 
uh, Bertie Lee, who was then the senior partner of Hempson's, asked whether I would like to work from home as an alternative to traditional maternity leave. And while some wouldn't have opted for it, I jumped at the opportunity. So uh, back in those dark ages, I set up my own system of remote working, thanks to a very helpful paralegal and um, uh, my PA. And they essentially scanned all my paper files onto the sort of team Hempson's computer system and emailed me my post on a daily basis. Um, that system worked very well for four years until about two years ago, the firm brought in new technology and infrastructure that made it easier for others to work from home who didn't have that um, sort of individual approach that I'd managed to set up. Um, I worked for six years. It wasn't never intentional to be that plan that I would stay at home for six years, but I was never asked to go back um, into the office, which um, perhaps was testament to the fact that it simply worked and obviously, um, well not obviously, but I'm married to a doctor and with kids, we had to move around a few times and being able to work remotely from home um, enabled that process um, to be a lot easier. And you asked about how many people working from home before coronavirus. I know that we have um, another partner who is based in Dublin who works from home as well. And there have been over the years um, the opportunity for people to work sporadically from home a day here or a day there, um, but it wasn't as formalized and it certainly wasn't as it is now with um, the majority um, of the office working from home. Yeah, no, that's right. I, I agree. We other staff get the opportunity to sort of work from home on an ad hoc basis when, um, when necessary, but um, I think you, you two are the only ones that um, currently work, work from home on a, on a full-time basis. Um, so the research that I've um, set out at the beginning of the, the podcast clearly suggests that there are benefits to um, employers in terms of what they can get out of staff. W would you agree with the research, Elizabeth? And have you found yourself taking less breaks or less sick days because you don't need to commute into the office? Well, I, um, I only took two weeks off to have each one of my children, which I think probably says something. Um, uh, although obviously that was a personal choice. Um, but I think perhaps one of the most defining moments for me and homeworking doesn't really come from sitting at my desk at home, but from a time in 2017 when I was conducting a trial defending an NHS trust in the Royal Courts of Justice and I popped out um, for 10 minutes to feed my uh, five-month-old baby. <laughs> wow. and, and I sat there in the Victorian court corridor for those 10 minutes and I remember thinking, my goodness, how on earth did I end up here? You rewound 10 years, even five years earlier, I would never have said that I would be a woman who would be keeping a career going while breastfeeding outside of court, having only taken two weeks maternity leave. It, I would not have believed that would have been me. And then it occurred to me in those moments outside court that I was never asked to make a choice between work or my family. And so work and family for me have just happened together. In Bertie taking a punt, I could set up home working and make it work. I just carried on doing the job I love while having a couple of kids. Um, it does make it sound all very idyllic and, and don't get me wrong, I have had my fair share of childcare stresses and late nights, but no more so than colleagues and friends who work um, in offices and probably a lot less um, compared to them given the lack of commute. In essence, I would say that home working for me has allowed daily life to continue without the job I love being put on pause for those inevitable life-changing moments, be it having children, moving countries, now I've moved to Guernsey, or even um, losing my father. I have never felt 
that I've had to choose between family or work. And they sort of seem to have both muddled alongside each other. And as such, I have not felt that either has been compromised by the other. I think if you, as a firm, assume that you recruit the best talent and you want to keep it, keep them for um, their whole career, then you naturally have to accept that life events will happen, be it illnesses, house moves, children, bereavement, marriages, divorces. Um, and I think offering homeworking allows you and your staff to maintain an element of work regularity during those inevitable events. But I think it's also important to note that homework is not simply a means of accommodating staff. It also allows those staff to produce excellent work, which benefits both the employer and clients alike. Um, for example, going back to that trial and, and that long corridor, um, the trial was discontinued by the claimant, and a large part through the hard work that counsel and I had put over in over the previous few months. Um, and by homeworking, having the flexibility of work, um, we produce an excellent result for the client. And in fact, I've had two, I mean, that was one of them. I've had two RCJ trials in the past six years of homeworking, and I've not at all felt prejudiced by my job, by doing the day job at home. I think um, as far as those of people you come into contact with in our job as a lawyer, it, it doesn't, it's not really relevant to a barrister, to an expert, to a doctor who I might interview where I'm actually doing the job. As long as I produce work of a good standard, then my location doesn't seem to have been a relevant factor or important at all. And I, and I think that's quite right. Um, and I think if you sort of think about audits and supervision meetings, they, they've been in place for years and that's what we do on a daily basis. That's not because um, of people working from home or not. And I think that the audit and supervision can happen whether you're at home or whether you're in the office. It, it, just because there's a presence of someone in the office, I don't think that necessarily should provide comfort um, that someone is doing the work of the standard that they are required to do. I think it's, I think the output is the most important thing. And I don't think where you're doing the daily grind actually uh, should make a difference to that. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And it seems that homework for you has been beneficial in you being able to maintain work alongside your, your family. And it sounds a, a great way to be able to sort of com combine the two and means that you're not sort of losing out one or the other and um, I suppose in terms of employers are, are there any other benefits for employers that you can think of? Well I think um, I I think the continuity of employees is important um, the fact that I chose not to have much maternity leave um, and that I've been able to sort of juggle work um, around that and the children means that the firm didn't have to recruit a locum to cover any of my work um, and that must be a positive. There's a lack of training required. And obviously the firm kept a very happy employee and me. Yeah. Um, and I've been at Hempson's for 12 years now and, and I'm very happy here. So yeah. I think it engenders a lot of um, a lot of staff loyalty and um, continuity of work, which is obviously a benefit for clients. Yeah. And I also suppose uh, logistically as well, if there are more people home working, then that reduces the amount of office space required um, if and when people work from home rather than coming into the office. So maybe a, a cost saving um, reason yeah, yeah. there as well. Yeah, sure, yeah. And then I suppose in, in terms of other factors and other benefits to sort of more generally is the environmental impact um, and less time spent traveling on transport and so less emissions and um, sort of being a bit greener. 
um, is, a, is another benefit to, to home working. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think it just provides, um, it, it stops people having to do so much travel, which has a benefit both for the environment and for the individuals. I, I think it's, I think there are a lot of positives. Of course, it doesn't work for everyone, and some people um, prefer to be in the office, but I think um, there are a lot of benefits that many people will be seeing now. Yeah, def definitely. Well, thanks for that, Elizabeth. There seems to be so many positives from working from home. And as you rightly say, it's not, not for everyone. And obviously, some jobs can't be done from, from home. But the ones that, that can, there's, there's clearly a lot of positives um, arising out of it. But in terms of the, the difficulties that you've experienced um, with working from home, um, I wonder how if we can just discuss those and how you, you've overcome, overcome them. Um, and so perhaps you could start by telling me what you found the hardest when you first started working from home because there's going to be lots of people in light of the pandemic that for the first time in perhaps their career are working from home constantly for a prolonged period of time. Mm, yeah well I think at the start about six years ago I actually sort of kept it a secret that I was at home working. I was fear, sort of fearful that um, I would be seen by outsiders not necessarily the people seeing my work but by other people that, um, that it wasn't quite the same job. I wasn't quite doing the same thing as everyone else. So I, I often sort of just kept it a bit quiet that I was actually working full time from home. But then after about a year of successfully working from home and producing um, good quality work, keeping on top of all my um, litigation um, key dates and and having absolutely no hiccups, I thought, well, hang about, why? why why am I keeping this so quiet? Actually, it's something to be proud of that Hempson yeah. is a forward-thinking firm and is allowing me to pilot a home-working scheme. And so I think sort of initially, it was a sort of a self-feeling um, of fear that I, sh I shouldn't really let on that I was doing this. But actually, sort of for the last five years, I've sort of been speaking out about it, about how actually it's a really positive thing. And, and it's not necessarily where you work, it's the quality of the work, which is speak for itself. And Hempson's allowing and 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 um, piloting the home working system with me just shows that um, it, it's that quality. It doesn't matter where you're doing the work. It's it's about producing the work that is a level that the client is happy with. Um, and so that's I think that sort of that prejudice. But I think obviously with coronavirus now and everyone being forced to work from home, everyone seeing the benefits of it. I mean, obviously, some people now will have had it sort of thrust upon them without having the benefit of um, experience and having the technology which Hempson's had in place um, to support them. So it will no doubt be tricky for many people now. But over the coming years, if technology is put in place for a number of firms where home working is a real possibility, then um, then it should more or less, I should imagine, become the norm. And there will that feeling of perhaps people aren't actually taking me as seriously because I'm working from home and not going into an office um, should be completely irrelevant, I would hope. Yeah, no, I agree. And so in terms of your your routine, your daily routine for working from home, um, what, what's it like? <laughs> well, in the early days, again, I, I would sort of often not leave the house for days on end. I would sort of come downstairs, do my work, sort of just let it fluidly go throughout my day. And then um, yeah. it would of impact in the evenings because I would still, still be thinking about work and working which which does have its positives in, in a way that I might come on to but um and I would often just find myself eating nuts and chocolate for the vast majority of, of my meals <laughs> that's but, what I'm doing at the moment <laughs> yeah it's, 
exactly, exactly. I've got an unhealthy, unhealthy um, disregard for making anything, anything beyond nuts and chocolate um, until about four o'clock in the afternoon. But um, I think the lack of leaving the house um, can be a real negative. Um, and so I now um, sort of set myself up a pseudo commute. And so I leave home at 7.30 every morning, come rain like today or shine. And I walk um, for about 45 minutes and use that time like you would if you were sitting on the train or the tube or in your car or however you got to work, um, just to sort of separate the sort of space even if it's not sort of physically but at least mentally between home and starting work and I've sort of found by just having that morning commute not a sort of an afternoon I don't sort of reverse the the loop and, and walk back home <laughs> in the other direction um, but by just doing it one way in the morning I've found that it, it really does help me throughout the day and so when I finish work at the end of the day I sort of feel like I can disconnect between um, work and home but I do think the um, sort of I said to you before about the fluidity between work and home does actually have its positives if you can manage it. I mean, I often find myself happily talking to witnesses, for example, midwives or doctors who are working a night shift at night, um, logging on and speaking to witnesses or experts in the evening or weekend doesn't at all seem like a hardship um, when you work from home. And it's often really appreciated by those who have a day job. And it allows you to get things done quicker. Just before Christmas, I had a telephone conference with um, a midwife and an expert. And we squeezed it in quite late in the day. And I mean, normally a sort of discussion like that would take weeks to arrange, but we managed to fit it in. And and I think that took a lot of anxiety off the staff who were being interviewed. It was really positive to the expert to understand how where the witness was coming from. And it was easy as anything for me because I work from my sitting room. I could fit it around um, you know, my other commitments. And it that ability to be flexible um, through working from home, just not feeling like work is encroaching so much on your personal life because it's sort of in it already. As long as you can sort of mentally have some level of barrier, I think it's a really positive thing to have an mm -hmm. element of fluidity between the two. Yeah. And, and how do you keep yourself motivated? Ah, well, this is something that people often ask me, um, but I fear I, I'm, I'm probably not particularly helpful on this one because I've always been a pretty... <laughs> pretty self-motivated person and a bit of a hermit and I was always very happy at school or at university just to sit down quietly and do my my um my work but I mean of course being a lawyer we have chargeable ha hours and that helps keep tabs on what you're doing you know if you have a morning where you're I don't know interrupted a couple of times and and then you look at your hours and it sort of you know refocuses your mind so I think doing in law is particularly well suited to homeworking because it really does focus your mind on what you have done that day and and um you only want to sit at your desk for as long as you need to. Mm. And I, I know that you're a, a very motivated person and you're, you're target driven, but do you ever sort of feel any form of isolation or loneliness from working from home and not being in that office environment with your colleagues? I think um, I sort of don't, I don't naturally miss it. I mean, I think others will probably, f again, find it harder than me. <laughs> again, I'm probably naturally a hermit. So I, I live in <laughs> Guernsey now and have done for the last four years, which is I mean, I sort of feel like I've had four years of self-isolation training having moved this. Um, <laughs> You're so, a pro already then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, I mean, again, I'm not I'm not the best person to say, but I did work in the London office for Hempstons for um, about six years before I started home working. And I've got great colleagues and contacts there. And when I do go back to the office, which is about, on average, I would say about once a month, but it, it really does um, vary. I mean, it's great to see colleagues touch base with everyone sort of, um, have the general office chats and 
And so that is a positive thing, but I can't say that the need to go into the office outweighs the benefits I have of working from home. But um, I have to say that coronavirus and all the video conferencing and, and phone calls that are going on um, definitely is a positive for those of us who homework because sort of visually you can see your colleagues. Um, whereas in the past, I would have spoken to people um, and dialed in over for team meetings, for example, I would dial in over telephone and listen in if I wasn't in the office. But now everyone is sort of more embracing video technology. I think it's a great thing because not only do I get to listen and, and contribute in, in team events, but now we can actually see each other, which is there is there's definitely something to be said to be able to see your colleagues. So I think yeah. um I think that's only gonna sort of increase in popularity. Yeah. And you definitely get an insight as to what's in the background of someone's video call as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you could explain what your sort of work environment at home is like. Yeah, well, I've got a blank wall behind my computer, which is quite <laughs> helpful for um for meetings. <laughs> um, but I mean, at the very outset, again, it was a pilot um, approach uh, all those six years ago. And so I didn't invest in anything then. Hempson's, it was before Hempson's had invested in um, sort of laptops and iPhones and all the technology that we really helpfully have now. So back in the day, I just had a really rickety garden table that I had in the house and my own personal laptop and a laptop stand and a and the very sort of basic keyboard and um but about three years ago we invested in a proper desk de chair desktop and a desktop computer and so I, I have to say i do have a lovely environment now but i completely sympathize with those who um, have found that home working has been thrust upon them and they are making do with um, a less than optimal working arrangement because it, i i know how much of an impact it has if you um are sort of struggling on a small table that that sort of has a tendency to fall over um and how positive it can be having a really nice work environment so um <laughs> that is something that i think um sort of needs to be addressed if, if people are going to be moving towards more home working that the actual environment that you work in is a really important um, thing to get right you spend so many hours at your day at your desk you have to actually enjoy the environment around you yeah and I suppose that keeps you motivated as well if if you're continuing to work on like an old garden table like you say and like I'm currently working on it's far less motivating than being in a place where you know you can really concentrate and um and there's not going to be anything with the technology or the utensils that you're using and going to go wrong with that I suppose <laughs> yeah 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 I think I think it is a real important one so I think it in the future should, and, I, and I, I really do suspect it will, should home working become much more the norm. I imagine that um, shares and office furniture and sort of home office furniture suppliers will probably go up. <laughs> yeah, they'll go through Value. the roof, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in terms of technology, uh, Elizabeth, how have you managed um, throughout the, the time that you've been, been home working? Like I said, at the start, it was more tricky because um, I mean, it's amazing to think that just six years ago that technology wasn't really there, but um, chambers, for example, everything obviously has to be encrypted and it was often very difficult to get our encryption system to sort of access the internet through chambers and um, IT links. Um, but happily, those days are over. And so while um, some firms might not be geared up now to have all the technology for homeworking, there's the sort of the infrastructure, the ability to do it is there. And so, um, again, like I said, Hempson's invested in um, laptops of the firm about two years ago, I think now, and iPhone. So it's very, very easy um, to work. I mean, sometimes I work Gatwick, I work, um, you know, on, on in chambers, if I'm traveling, then it's, it's really simple if you've got the right 
technology and thankfully we do at Hempson so I feel very lucky that um, we've got that but I think also the other point to note is that you need to have great support staff I mean that that rings true if the whole office is based physically in the office but when you work from home um, it's equally as important to have good support staff making sure that um, all the sort of back office features and the support is there um, to make sure that nothing goes awry. Yeah. And that brings us nicely, I suppose, onto our, our final topic for today, which is how we are maintaining our um, professional relationships and how, I suppose, Hempstons are prepared for a pandemic like this or something else that has resulted in everyone having to, to work from home. And as you mentioned, Elizabeth, um, Hempstons a couple of years ago invested in new technology and we now all have laptops and things. So it's become a lot easier for all of us to be able to, to work from home and the transfer from our old office um, over uh, in embankment to our new office in Wood Street sort of facilitated that. And the investment, I suppose, in Skype for Business as well has made it easier for the phone calls and video conferences like you, you suggested. Um, how are you finding keeping in touch with clients and colleagues during, I suppose, your, your whole um, time home working, but particularly now during the coronavirus pandemic? I think, I mean, obviously, the, the sort of the vast majority of our clients are home working as well now and our colleagues are all home working and um, the technology is there, luckily for us at Hempstons. But I also think for others who don't have the infrastructure there, you do have, um, for example, like you said, Skype for Business, which does allow you to keep in touch. Um, and sort of historically over the last six years, I've actually found a lot of people, be it then clients or contacts, are really happy to talk over the telephone um, because most people have got really busy lives. So I, not to say that face-to-face -face, um, contact isn't important, and it absolutely is. Like I said, I often go to England about once a month and, and really enjoy going um, to NHS trusts and into the office to meet with clients and colleagues. But I think a large amount of um, sort of the daily nuts and bolts of what we do can very happily be done over the telephone or now um, with increasing technology over video conferencing and um, for example as uh, many people who are aware of um, Hempson's as a firm and um, will have seen that we've got this COVID portal on the Hempson's website which is something that um, I helped spearhead with a very um, very helpful business development team and that is a portal which essentially has been put together from by us all working from home um, and it is bringing together all the strands of our expertise in the firm be it employment regulatory litigation um, corporate property everyone coming together writing articles and and it was great that because by coming up with the concept of it and then liaising with partners it's very easy it doesn't matter again it doesn't matter whether we're all at our homes or whether five of people were in the office and three people working from home it, what matters is that you actually communicate and that really I think is such a huge success with our portal and that it's an excellent resource spanning all departments of the firm and that was set up from everyone working from home um, so I think it's a really um, positive thing and um, I don't think working from home necessarily needs to be a barrier to keeping in close tabs with colleagues and clients um, yeah. and in terms of um, supervision of work and um, how your files are managed remotely. You're in the fortunate position of having experience of being both the person being supervised at Hempson's and the supervisor now you're, you're a partner. Um, do you find sort of the, the supervision of files and being able to 
keep in close contact with your colleagues um, easier now than it has ever been before? Well, um, I mean, I think probably for me, people, I, I am in a very fortunate position that nothing has really changed for me. Um, it's sort of business as usual. But I remember at the outset um, that people said to me, cripes, how do you get supervised? Um, and like I said, Bertie Lee was my has always been my um, sort of mentor and supervisor. And, and when I was in the office, I was on the second or third floor and, and he was on the fifth or sixth floor. And so a vast majority of a lawyer's work is drafting documents and sending that to your supervisor to look at, read when they have a moment and then send back to you with comments. So I remember thinking um, when I started out, well, actually, this is quite similar to what I was doing anyway in the office because I used to send things from the second or third floor upstairs via email and then I would get it back with track changes or comments and then send it out without seeing Bertie for days on end. I mean, of course, supervision also includes um, shadowing your seniors and going to conferences, um, interviewing witnesses, for example. And that still can happen because there are many things which still have to go on conferences with council. If they happen in person, you can still take along juniors to, to watch you and assist. But also things do happen by the telephone as well. I mean, a large um, amount of my interviewing of witnesses does take place by telephone. Like I said, often it happens in the evening around their um, shifts and paralegals and solicitors um, have listened in onto those calls and taken notes and assisted. And the same with telephone conferences. I mean, I, I've often found um, both from experience sitting in a conference room with somebody on a spider phone or being the one on the telephone listening to a conference room where there are, say, three or four people in a room. And it's very difficult to... Um, hear or understand who's speaking if you've got one person or two people on a on a spider phone link and three people in a room and I've often actually thought well let's just cut our losses and have everyone by the telephone because um, that's easier for all and I found that actually that technology is much easier than trying to force people into a face-to-face um, -face, um, system where actually it's very difficult to get a date that suits everyone to be there um, in person and again those telephone conferences that um, we've had many of I suspect more will now will be by video, but those conferences are very easy for um, juniors to help and take notes and, and achieve the training on. And I have um, had the benefit, the huge benefit of having um, trained and, and, and had the help um, of a number of paralegals over the last six years, many of who have um, gone on to sort of do great high-flying things. Um, but their feedback has always been the same, um, that they have found me as a supervisor um, and a home worker uh, to be as available and accessible as anyone in the office. Um, and I think perhaps if you are a full-time home worker, because of that fluidity we were talking about before, that it doesn't feel a hardship for somebody to call me out of hours or at an odd time. Um, it just sort of is a bit more fluid, which, like I said, as long as you can keep the barriers in play or, or you can sort of get your head around the concept of um, that fluidity, then I think it's a really positive thing. And I, and I, I just, I can't see that supervision needs to, um, uh, needs to be compromised by homeworking. I think from my experience the last six years, it, it's anything um, but a negative. I think you can be trained very well um, remotely. Okay, great, thank you. And then um, perhaps finally on, on this topic, just in, in terms of information security and how do you think, I suppose, Hempsons as a firm and just individually, those individuals that are currently working from home are able to meet the requirements 
imposed on us by our accreditations. For example, um, we're, we've got accreditations with um, ISO 27001 and Cyber Essentials, which are all sort of focused on us working from the office. And how do you think it's, we're going to be able to replicate that at, at home? And do you think we're doing so? Yeah, I mean, I do. I, from my own experience, I don't have any paper. I don't, um, I don't have a printer. I don't have any files. And again, we are of the huge benefit that Hempson's went paper light a number of years ago. And we have that technology. My clients, my main client is NHS Resolution, who are paperless in themselves. So paper doesn't really feature at all in my um, daily life. And so if your homework, I, I think that's important um, to keep um information security um requirements um i've never found it a problem i remember i think we had an audit once and i took a photo of my working desk just to send out of interest and there's nothing here it's just a desktop and, <laughs> and, and a mouse and a keyboard and and um and that also has the benefit of your house is not clogged up with loads of um legal paperwork that you don't need yeah, now I must say the um, the clear desk policy that's implemented at, at work is that's what we have to implement at home as well. And it's actually such a good way to sort of clear your mind from the working day, having to pack everything up and store it away. And then you get your house back for the evening and yeah, <laughs> don't exactly. have to focus on work for those of us that are new to home working and, and don't have a, a sort of a proper setup, as it were. Um, no, that, that's really helpful. Thank you, Elizabeth. So then my, my final question of the podcast is more of a, an overall sort of question as to what you think will happen when the lockdown is lifted. Will things return to normal um, or do you think home working is the future? I, do, I, I hope it is the future. Um, anecdotally, I have a large number of highly accomplished friends who were forced to make the choice that I wasn't asked to make between kids and working in an office. And now their kids are a little older and they find themselves trying to get back to work, but unable to uh, without the flexibility and balance that home working allows. Um, if home working does become more normal, then many will not have to make difficult choices between their personal life and their work. And those who, histor who historically did make those choices will hopefully be able to find work that is compatible with their home life, which is to the benefit of everyone. Um, I find that home working is entirely compatible with team working and with quality work. And I think that is acknowledged by Hempson's by my rise from solicitor to partner while being entirely based at home for the past six years. Um, and I think it's also important to note that I don't think this is simply, I mean, obviously I'm a mother, so um, I'm coming up from it from that angle, but I don't think this is simply a mother issue, but parallels can and should be drawn with others in different personal circumstances and who would benefit from the flexibility of home working sort of as uh, I, I touched upon it earlier but as far as I'm concerned it's not where you work but how you work and the quality of the work you produce and I believe that the future will see that the traditional requirement for employees to be at their desks in an office is outdated thanks to advances in technology over the years I, I believe the focus should be on the output and not essentially putting you out by making you go into an office yeah and that definitely seems to be what Hampton is is doing and making sure that we have all the tools and exactly. um, things available to us so that we can work from home more. Yeah, well, we're very, we're very, we're, yeah. It's, it's an excellent, um, I think we are very lucky that the technology and the foresight was, well, the foresight to have a pilot study of it six years ago was put in place and then two years ago all the technology was, um, was um, worked out for us so that actually the move to home working has not been difficult for us yeah. as a firm. 
Yeah, brilliant. Well, thank you very much for that, Elizabeth. Um, we've come to the end of our time of today's podcast, and I've certainly found it really helpful and going to take away a few tips from my own homeworking experience. Um, and I'm sure everyone else listening would have found what you've had to say very helpful too. Uh, the next podcast, um, from us in the regulatory and crime team will be back to the, the legal content and which will include looking at virtual court hearings and how to navigate around those and their potential pitfalls. Also, uh, please don't forget to subscribe to, uh, like or share our podcast and perhaps even better, write a review on the, your podcast app. So that just leaves me to say thank you very much, Elizabeth, for your time and to everyone listening. Pleasure. And we'll see you all again soon. Thank you.